0: Inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. We are going to hear about the fascinating world of voiceovers. So let me introduce you today. Cristina Vajvacelka, she is a Finnish-Canadian coach on presentation skills, actress, and voiceover talent. She has worked on voiceover since 2003. Her work consists of commercial, informative, and character voiceovers for corporations, television, radio, and social media. Cristina also dubs children's cartoons into Finnish. Hello, Cristina.
1: Hello, Oscar. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Uh, <laughs> thanks for inviting me for this interview.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very fun. And as I told you just a few minutes ago, I'm really intrigued to know more about uh, voiceover and also, of course, your, your work in voiceovers. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is what is exactly that? What is voiceover?
1: Voiceovers are are used in. Uh, they're sort of like a commentary or narrators we can use it on on documentaries or films. So it's like not part of dialogue, but it's on top of that mm-hmm. sort of sometimes said it's like off camera commentary, but it's used in commercials. That's where most people hear voiceovers is mm-hmm. commercials on radio or TV. And of course, then also documentary films always have. Mm-hmm. We all know, know these wonderful <laughs> nature films that have these great voiceovers on them mm-hmm. and uh, but also audiobooks, video games, yes.
0: mm.
1: and corporate films. Our voiceovers have voiceovers in them.
0: So it's actually, in many, in many places, both uh, with video and and also without video.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So I guess almost every day we are hearing voiceovers, unless, of course, we are like a hermit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Just.
1: Calling someone on the phone and and they don't answer and then you get the answering machine. That's a voiceover too.
0: So it can be your voice.
1: It's your voice.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, pretty interesting, of course. And I know you do many things. Uh, I know you're actress and you are also speechwriter, coach people in presentations. We met in a TEDx event mm-hmm. and you do this voiceover. So I wonder which one came first and when you started doing voiceover.
1: Well. First came acting. I was working <laughs> as an actress actually in a Swedish theater here in Turku. Uh-huh. And then a company needed someone to do a voiceover in Swedish. And mm-hmm. then I was somebody recommended me that I could do it. And I had actually never done any voiceover work before that. So I went and gave a sound, like a voice sample. And then they chose me to do the job. And after that, I started to get more work on all commercials, radio ads, basically. And when I got sort of encouraged of hey this is fun and i like Mm -hmm. this and and i want to learn more of this i also start to contact other companies sound studios and sending my voice sample and and that's how i sort of got into business so i've done this now for 16 years actually yeah
0: oh that's pretty a lot yeah okay good so you say you started in, in swedish swedish is your second third language
1: uh well it's actually i mean finnish and english are my First languages, but but Swedish is just a school language. But I was acting in Swedish, so mm-hmm. they thought I could do voiceovers in Swedish. So that's how it came. But it's not. No, I'm not a native. am not a native speaker in
0: Swedish. No. Okay. You were just uh, at that time acting in Swedish. That's why I was. Yeah. You, you were ready for that opportunity. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It was it was a quite a coincidence, but it's it's fun. So I can do at the moment. I do voiceovers in three languages so it's if needed by, except the swedish ones i do them in quite short ones because of course i'm not a native speaker and you can when in finland when we have these two basic languages finnish and swedish then you can hear of course that i'm not a native swedish speaker but sometimes companies want to have the same voice
0: mm. in all languages right even though the, the i think the, the the voices sound somehow different in one language and the another right what do you think mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it is different, and tempos are different, and yeah, I mean, I think, and also how lively a, a voice is. For example, if I'm speaking in Finnish, I'm, I'd say, calmer and not maybe so. My mm. voice is not so lively as it is if I when I speak English. So yeah, there's differences in languages.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite quite interesting. Also, I, I listened to some of your voiceovers recently before this interview, and hmm, at least the ones in Finnish, I. I couldn't recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to hear you speak in Finnish. <laughs> of mm. course, but yeah, it's it's different, it eh? sounds, sounds sounds different.
1: Yes, well, I've heard that and it, I've also it's sort of it's my voiceover voice over mm. voice. So it's not same as my my voice that I'm using now. So but then when like I have friends who say that oh, now I recognize mm. your voice. But before they had not until they, you know, Ah, okay, this is her voiceover voice. <laughs> it's, it's a little yeah. bit
0: different. I caught you in the new commercial. <laughs> uh-huh,
1: okay. Yeah, no,
0: it's one, one friend might, might tell you, oh, okay, I found a new commercial and I think it's you. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, it could be.
0: Uh-huh. And what else uh, have you been doing, uh, spending, let's say, how much of your time you spend in voiceovers, how much of your time you spend in your other activities?
1: Well, I have, um, let's say I, ha- I have I divide my time between coaching presentation skills and mm-hmm. then doing acting because they are, they take so much time mm-hmm. at themselves. And then this voiceover goes because they're, they can, I can do the job fairly quickly. Sometimes it takes, I'm 50 minutes in the studio, in and out, and then it's mm-hmm. done. So they go all the time. But I always say it's about third, third of, of what I do is voiceovers. And I also have a, a permanent job at the moment as TV5. So I'm their channel voice, female channel voice.
0: Okay. Well, excellent. Going more uh, deeper into the voiceover thinking. Okay, these vo- these voices sound very professional. Uh, bring for different type of um, situations. Lisa, as you say, documentary, a commercial, and um, audiobook, different. Uh-huh different tones of voice and styles. What um, what makes them sounds really good? So what is behind? What is the effort or the skills or the, the routine that you have to do in order to sound like that?
1: Well, I guess, first of all, you have to know what the voiceover is for and what kind of style your customer wants. And that pretty much says, like, let's say a basic is to be very energetic. Mm-hmm. Happy was very commercial-like and buy this, and 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 then the other one is that we want to be very serious. And for example, um, instructions how to use certain like drug companies will have how to use certain kinds of medicine. So then we are more serious and we speak slower and we're not trying to sell it so much. Mm -hmm. And the difference. When I think of that, I know what I. We sometimes there's a, for example, commercial. We don't always know what would be the best style. Mm -hmm. So then we do different kinds. We do the happy, high pitch, fast tempo style, and then we Mm -hmm. do the smoky, uh, Mm -hmm. not so high uh, range style. So uh, and maybe a little bit slower as well. So it's. But I think it's good that you. Re- the voice is relaxed even though you're talking fast or would be talking fast it's still sort of relaxed that it just sort of flows out the voice just flows out and the, the sounds and, the, and of course that you have good language and and there's not too many we call them clicks that of course we can get a lot of them out of the studio technicians can get clicks out which is this sounds when yes. you talk but if you have too many of them they can't get them out so it's important to learn how to speak so that there's not too many distractions in your voice
0: that might be hard right to to get rid of this click as you said
1: yeah yeah it's it has well something to do with saliva if there's too much of it then it mm. makes these sounds but also that if you if you haven't had enough water to drink
0: mm, yeah that
1: a dry mouth causes it and well all sorts of but also your technique you know your voice speaking technique is important that you have to i also do i mean i do voice warm-ups before Mm. going to the studio
0: sure sure i can imagine that yes Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah excellent and and it's true you mentioned that the um, the commercials are usually a bit fast no Uh, fast a bit fast tempo and and like happy and but some, most of them, but sometimes it's like a slower, like a, you speak like a storyteller. You know mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> because that is, that is what you need. And often you get, the, you get the script, right? You get the script, but you don't get necessarily the, um, someone telling you, you should do fast, slow. That's something that you, you try. How does it work?
1: Yeah, it depends. If uh, Sometimes I have. So the customer listening in that mm-hmm. means that the customer customer knows what they want and then i'll do a version and they'll say okay that was nice we like that tone or could you put it up a little more tempo or could you mm-hmm. smile a little more <laughs> like so that it's more you can hear because you can hear from your voice if you're smiling yes. or not so so that's important to get them right but if if the customer is not listening in to the when we're doing the takes then then i usually do many different styles unless they've said that we want a happy cheerful voiceover for this then then they get for example three versions of happy cheerful ones but if they mm. haven't said then i may send them uh, three of totally different kinds of voice tones yes but also very often the script also tells you what kind of oh yeah for what to go for
0: but you usually you don't have to work on the script. The script is usually given.
1: Yes, I never work on the script. Okay. Except of course if there's really bad sometimes they come from abroad and they're translated wrong mm, or yeah. s- or for, or sometimes there's they say okay this has to go in 10, 10 seconds mm. and then the text is so long yeah. that no way <laughs> if in seconds then sure. we may have to do some editing but usually it's always I get a script that's ready and I just work on that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, one of the um, I usually listen to, to audiobooks, for instance. Mm-hmm. And I know it seems to me you can change the speed, but m- my feeling is that the speed is relatively slow, right? How is in audiobooks? Have you had experiences with audiobooks too?
1: I've actually only done one audiobook in my mm-hmm. whole life. And, but there, of course, because you, it has to be. A little bit slower, so that people who are listening can take it in, mm. and then. But then again, it can't be too slow, because then you can't like, oh, get on with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, but I, I, as myself, I've listened to audiobooks, and it's very important the voice and who's reading, who's mm. reading the text, because sometimes I just can't listen to it because the I don't like the sound or the way they're reading the book. So it's important, and then we of course we all have different kinds of what we would like to hear, what kind of voice we like, so the different kinds of preferences. so that of course makes difference. but yes, I would say audiobooks are are slower, slower than short commercials, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, sometimes I've been listening to some audiobooks because I'm really interested in topics, but I can hardly stand the voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what happens.
0: Oh. voice,
1: voice is so important that it's it can irritate you. <laughs> the tone can be, oh, no. and and that's what works in all. you know, of course, the commercial people who are putting, for example, commercials, they want to have the voice that suits their product the best and what they want to say with their product because voice is a, it's like a nonverbal part of it's a non part of the nonverbal communication,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And going, for instance, uh, to another style that is the, the children's um, voiceover, what are the characteristics to that? Might be, I never tr- even tried that, so it might be extremely difficult for someone who has never done it. So what are the, the good practices there in terms of speed and mood and everything?
1: Well, when we go to dubbing, it's... Um, well, we work in the way that, of course, because we're doing translating it into... It's been translated into Finnish. So we have the original, for example, English the cartoon is in english and then we we'll listen to the character and then we listen to the rhythm so and try to catch of the tone of what the that this animated character is speaking which is speaking in and and then which is important that we have to get it sort of cuz the cartoons their mouths are moving so we have to get our finish that is they're moving in for that language english language so then we have yeah. to fit our finish into that english sort of mouth movements. Yes. But it always depends on what kind of what kind of character and what the original is. So of course they these studios sound studios cast actors according to what kind of voices they do and how how versatile their voices are and what kind of different kinds of roles they can do and then they so it's yeah, it's a casting. They cast them for by role. I do a lot of mother roles.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. That's your specialty for now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah.
1: yeah, And little birds, that's the other one. Okay, little birds.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> funny to hear. <laughs> and among, among all the type of projects, we, we mentioned some of them. Which one do you think are the most demanding?
1: The most demanding on voice work is dubbing. When there's actors, like real actors... There are some series that are dub- dubbed into Finnish, even though we have most, most, um, TV series are, are subtitled. Mm-hmm. But some of them, some of them are dubbed into some children's or teenager mm-hmm. series are dubbed into Finnish. So that's difficult when there's a real actor and, you know, cause we can read their face, their facial expressions so much better than in a cartoon figure. So it's really difficult to get the Finnish to fit. For example, in this <laughs> actor's mouth. So I really highly respect in other countries where these, uh, Spain, uh, where they have, where they dub everything, all mm. movies, everything, or Germany. And actually in those countries, those actors, those voice um, actors are really superstars in some yes. countries because they are really good. But I have, I have really high risk. I respect them very highly, their work.
0: Okay, yeah. So dubbing, yeah. I remember I I watched some time ago. There was a movie about the all the guys in the war who do the dubbing for George Clooney. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like the same guy in, in every country doing absolutely all the all the movies. Always the same guy and yeah. very specialized and had some very well respect. So this is the guy who has to do it. Nobody else can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. So that. Uh, what other type of project do you think is demanding after dubbing?
1: Mm. Well, sometimes I find, like I m- mentioned already, these films where there's for medical companies where the vocabulary is mm. very difficult, and sometimes the texts haven't been thought out of somebody s- saying them in, you know, speaking them. Exactly. They've been written. Mm. They've written and thinking that people are reading them. And that's sometimes really difficult to to get these long, long sentences, mm. so that people will understand what you're saying. Because it's really important that they understand when you're talking about giving, for yes. example, instructions of how to use a certain medicine. So those are also I find demanding. Yeah. Not so much of the sound or the voice tone, but of the of how to how to say long sentences so that people can understand them and and say that. Difficult words, so that people can understand them.
0: Yeah, that's true. Sometimes when you just listen to some like technical word in these pharmaceutical terms, mm-hmm. you might hear something and have no clue how it's written. So because it's very tricky to to match now <laughs> in this in this kind of um, this kind of terms. And mm-hmm. as you said, imagine that they give you a very very long sentences, so it's challenging for you to know when to breathe. <laughs>
1: When to breathe, where to put the intonation, where to pause,
0: mm.
1: yeah, all those, those things. That Those are what we think, think about. It's not just, of course, not just reading out loud something. It's also thinking of what's the tone of voice, but where, where will I pause? Which words will I emphasize, mm. which are important words, and, or, or how will I say this so that the idea or the thought comes through?
0: Yeah, it sounds sounds like a challenging task to do. Hopefully, you don't do that so often. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you do. Yeah, I do a fair bit of them. Okay, it's good to have challenges, right? Yes, yeah,
1: challenges. Yes,
0: of course. Okay, very interesting. All what you have been telling us all the, the world of uh, voiceovers. I'm sure someone might think, okay, I'm one day maybe I want to do this like professional as you or try or semi professional. But what about the others who ones who just want to get something out out of this out of voiceovers so what what can anybody learn from the voiceovers?
1: Well voiceovers just as any kind of communication through speaking is that you have to it's like I said already earlier it's a, it's nonverbal communication comes comes out through your voice mm. so doing voiceovers or just giving a speech you have to it's good to think about that it's not just very monotonic through the whole speech but it's Mm. that your speech is lively and you have pauses and you have sometimes you emphasize things better or or sometimes you talk slower when you have a very important thing you need to say Mm. so those are things that i think about when i do voiceovers but the same things you should think about when you're giving out a speech for example and Or do you want to make your listeners really excited about what you're hmm. saying? You have to sound excited. Yes. You can't be like, yes, this sounds very exciting, or this is very exciting, but then your voice doesn't, you can't hear it from voice. So <laughs> These are things that you have to think, I should, every, everyone who gives speeches should think about.
0: Yeah, it's good to, at least to give uh, as an example, sometimes I listen to this voiceover or this uh, cartoon and yeah. (laughs) So, Fabulous, Um, could you now share with us what is your favorite quotation?
1: Well, this is not so much to voiceovers, but my favorite Mm -hmm. quotation is ideas Effectively packaged and delivered can change the world. It's by a quotation from Carmine Gallo. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it just fits so well that we can change the world with our speech and using our voice, you know, packaging our message well with our voice and everything else. I think that's important and we can do good in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's really a, a good one, a good quote. And yeah, so-so. One one author, who I I read maybe maybe at least four of his books. So yeah, yeah. And it's talking weird. about books, could you now recommend one book in particular that has been influential or inspiring for you?
1: Well, many books. If we're talking about my most recent one, what I read and which has inspired me was mm-hmm. Richard Newman's book, "You Were Born to Speak." So, <laughs> I think that is a very good book at the moment. It's my latest one that I've enjoyed.
0: Okay, I haven't read that one. Tell me a bit a bit about this book.
1: Um, it's about communication and and how you use your well, nonverbal communication and and what to say and how to use your voice and body language. It's and it's a it's a book that is easy to read, but it's about mm. communicating well. He said, he himself writes here that get the results, reactions and respect you deserve every time (laughs) you speak. (laughs) Yeah, it's a basic book on giving a presentation or meeting people or going to an interview.
0: Okay, sounds very good. Finally, I would like to ask you that you share with us an exercise, something practical that we could do regularly, a routine to shine.
1: In speaking, breathing is the most important thing because our words travel on our, when we breathe out, that's how we project our voice. So uh, exercise, what I think is really good, it's good for calming yourself down before you go and give up, for example, a presentation. It's also good in relax relaxing sort of your voice and your breathing to it goes lower because we sometimes when we get tense we tend to breathe very high up in our chest but we should get let our um, breath go really deep. So the exercise is you can do this five times is you breathe out, then you hold your breath, Mm -hmm. open up your mouth, and let the air flow into your lungs. That means do not pull the air into into your body because you don't have to pull air in. Mm-hmm. The air, your lungs will do that job for you. Only thing you have to concentrate is breathing out, then holding your breath and let your lungs the, fill in with air when they have to because your lungs will will take in air when they need it. Mm-hmm. So that's a really smooth and calming breathing exercise that I do. Mm-hmm.
0: So you said that you throw the air and then, um, then you open the mouth.
1: Yeah. So Breathe they- out. Mm-hmm. Hold air, open your mouth, and let the air flow back into your lungs.
0: Mm-hmm. And you repeat that five, five ta- times. Five times. Yes. Okay, I never tried that. Interesting. I have to have to try it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um when would you do this? Uh, just before uh, a talk, a presentation?
1: Yes. Yes. This is because this is an exercise. Because no, but you can do it. You can do it very strong when you're in your own privacy. Uh, but if you, for example, are sitting in the audience. And you have to go on stage. This mm. can calm you. You could do it really, really subtly that nobody notices yes. that you're doing this exercise. But it calms you and it makes your, makes your um, like I said, your breath go deeper and somehow, well, it relaxes you. So you can do it, or I do it, for example, just before going on stage. I do it, well, many times a day. I can do it if I feel anxious or something like that. That helps too.
0: Mm-hmm. So a uh, breathing exercise to calm you down, that one of the best moments is just before a talk. And I think Mm -hmm. it's good because, as you said, you can be in the audience waiting for your your turn to go to to speak. and You can do it just sitting down, relax. and Mm -hmm. Right? You can do sitting down it has to be standing.
1: Yes, you can do sitting down. You Mm -hmm. don't have to. You can just sit and you can do it really subtly. You can breathe out, hold your breath. Nobody will know. And then just let the air come in. So you can do it, like I said, you can do it really strong. And then let it come in. Or you can do it really that nobody even notices it. And the effect is the same.
0: Okay. Sounds sounds very good. eh? Well, thanks a lot for that. And thanks for spending this time with us hearing about this fascinating world of the voiceovers and please tell us how we can find you on the net what are the best ways we can find you
1: the best way is through my um, web page through my company web page which is vahva, dot fi. so it's V-A-H-V-A, v-a-h-v-a which is strong and vahva which is v-a-i K-U T E L M A. That's a long word. <laughs> I'd say. Or, or then LinkedIn. I have Christina. Mm-hmm. Wow. Christina with one I for those mm-hmm. words. I want to spell
0: it with two. Is <laughs> dot fee, right? Is your website.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Excellent. So yeah, there are many ways to find you. Again, thanks a lot, Christina, and all the best.
1: Thank you, Oscar. Thank you for inviting me.
0: What a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time...